week in Maroon and Bold, Colin and I are going to talk about how football won their seventh game of the season against Kent State. Um, men's and women's basketball both played this weekend. Men's took a loss to Michigan and women's beat Vanderbilt. Welcome back to Maroon and Bold for another edition of your weekly podcast about CMU Sports. I'm here with Colin, our sports editor. Hi, Dylan Getz. Colin, how are you doing today? I'm great, man. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. <laughs> so, football, they got a big win. Uh, seventh win of the year. And actually, Bono got a, what, a $6,000 bonus <laughs> from, from that win? Getting yeah, yeah, that's what he said, yeah. So, getting their seventh win of the year. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that game. Kent State, they kind of made it... Kind of made it close during the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter and the start of the fourth quarter. And then uh, Corey Willis taught a, caught a 53-yard passing touchdown. Um, Shane Morris was on fire all night, it seemed like. I mean, he was really locked in. Uh, when he caught that touchdown, you know, it really kind of set him apart. They were up by 12 points by then, and then, you know, Kent State just couldn't get anything going on offense after that. So that kind of sealed it for him. Uh, Romello Ross scored another, you know, consolation touchdown with a, just a couple minutes left after Kent State went for it on fourth down. But uh, good win for them. I mean, we kind of expected them to win, you know, since they were two. Kent State was 2-8 and eight coming into this game. Uh, they're kind of like one of the worst teams in the MAC this year. I kind of thought it might be like a trap game for CMU, mm-hmm. you know, like going, going to Kent, Ohio. You know, I thought if Kent State would be able to pull something off, that would be a really – it would have been kind of like a disaster, like you said, even in your preview, um, if they if they ended up losing this game. But talk a little bit about uh, Shane Morris's performance. I mean, he was – like, he is in that groove at this point in the season where they need him to be. Um, he's been just great all – for the last, what, four straight wins yep, they've had. Yep. He's been, you know, just on point in each and every one of those wins. Since the Toledo game, really, you know, that big loss on a homecoming where the rain was pouring down, he couldn't, you know, get a good grip on the football. Mm-hmm. Receivers didn't catch anything. They didn't really help him out too much. And the ground game struggled. But since then, my goodness, they've been the hottest team in the MAC. And this is their first four-game win streak since 2012. First right. four-game win streak during the regular season since 2009. I mean, that was eight years ago. Yeah. I mean, you were what? You were still in what, middle Shoot, school at that time? Uh, yeah, I'm a, <laughs> That's, fifth grader four games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is the hottest the team's been. Uh, under Bonham Eagle these past three years. Morris mm-hmm. is playing great. And Jonathan Ward, I think, has been the biggest key to helping him succeed. Yeah. Obviously, getting Conklin and Willis back from injury were huge. Right. But opening up the run game has finally allowed the passing game you know, to be free a little bit. Now teams know they have to stat the box. Sometimes they have to respect Simi's running game, which was dead last in the MAC the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Ward has been great the last couple weeks. And in turn, that's allowed you know, the wide receivers to get some more space. Corey yeah. Willis has been phenomenal. Conklin's been great, and even Chapman had a big game again yesterday. So just the passing attack to go with the run game has just really turned this team around. Something that kind of surprised me was Gerard Davis, the returner. Uh, yeah, <laughs> their first touchdown of the day was a 98-yard kickoff return from Gerard Davis. Yeah, he ended up having over 200 yards on four returns on That's the crazy. day, which was that gave him a huge boost. It seemed like uh, all three of the well, the the first three of his returns were all you know like really really good returns, mm-hmm. and then the third one I think he got around ten yards. But either way, I mean he averaged over fifty yards per return. <laughs> yeah, and that gave him a huge boost mm-hmm. on offense. Um, he made it easy for the guys. But that that's one time this year that we've seen that we've seen special teams you know kind of come up big. Special teams are finally special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. Uh, Bono, he used to be a special teams coach in the NFL for a few years, so. Uh, finally, that's kind of coming through. They found their return guy. 
Chapman with the punts, he's you know he's kind of up and down every once in a while. Yeah. He dropped a couple against Western, mm-hmm. um, but they found the return guy for the kickoffs. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, because <laughs> he was looking real good out there. <coughs> uh, the ninety-eight yard return. Oh yeah, you know, it was great blocking through and mm-hmm. through. It, it was really good performance from him. Um, this game, it it really kind of showed all. I think it showed every side of the ball for for the Chippewas because offense they were doing well, especially in the first half. They had a lot, a lot of scoring opportunities, tons of yards, but the defense in the second half really showed through. Joe Osman was finally back after two injury or after not being in two games due to injury, so he he had a couple sacks. Um, it was really just a team performance against Kent State. Yep. you know special teams like we were just talking about too. So. Uh, Bono should be really proud of his guys this week. And then I another interception, sure. another forced fumble, mm-hmm. too, for the t- for that's now twenty nine turnovers on the season created by this defense, by far the most in the country. Mm-hmm. They're second with I think like seventeen interceptions. They have twelve fumbles to go along with that. I mean yeah. that's that's a, those are incredible numbers. Incredible. I mean their defense, like we kind of expected going in, their defense is good this year. And we, I don't know if we thought that their defense was gonna create this many turnovers. Like that's no, really no. good. <laughs> you know, that's that's first in the country by far, and <clears throat> and just unbelievable. Twenty nine turnovers. You don't yeah. even like. I don't even remember seeing that. You know, in previous seasons with any team anywhere. No, no, not Bama, not anybody. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. It's been like you know, partially the defensive line getting all the sacks mm-hmm. and the secondary taking advantage. Whenever there's a ball in the air, they don't just knock it down. They try to take oh, it away. They act yeah. like they're what they're the wide receiver out there. <laughs> You know, uh, Coleman, Cox, and Bunting has really—they've all been yeah, it's really outstanding fun to watch them. this year. Sean Bunting in the last four wins has has been going off. Yeah. I, I swear to God, he's had a he few, had three interceptions, three interceptions. Uh, against Western and uh, EMU combined. Yeah, those two and games. Then, it's just been yeah, great, just unbelievable performance. And from they've them. needed them too because their defense, you know, while they get a lot of turnovers, they've been allowing some points the last couple weeks too mm-hmm. and some big yardage. Yeah, so they, you know those those turnovers come at big moments. You know, whenever they need a big shift, whenever oh, they're yeah. on their heels. They step up, so you got to give yeah. credit for that. I remember, uh, well, against Kent State, they were Kent State was threatening to score. They were probably like within within the ten yard line. They were gonna try to close the gap, and they forced uh, forced a fumble, and it sent them back like twenty yards because they it was like a bad snap. And then you know after that they got a sack again and put them out of even out of field goal range. Yep. So they had to punt it, but uh, pretty good game all around from them. Uh, Jonathan Ward led them on. Led them rushing wise. He had 13 carries, 80 yards, and then one touchdown. Um, average 6.2 per carry. Shane Morris, like we were saying earlier, he had one interception. However, he did go uh, 14 for 22, had just under 300 yards, and then two touchdowns. Um, Corey Willis, of course, had five catches, 75 yards, and then one touchdown. Also, Mark Chapman had a touchdown, but Tyler Conklin, he had four catches. <laughs> For 104 yards, which is that really those chunk plays really helped him out. I think um, it was after Gerard Davis's. I think it was his second return. It was a good return. They got mm-hmm. him up to about the 50. Um, and then Poljan caught like a 20 yarder, and then Chat or Conklin caught like a 30 yard pass, and they were right up near the end zone. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was just within two plays they were in scoring position. I thought mm-hmm. that was. That was just crazy. That was kind of unheard of, you know, in previous mm-hmm. previous games earlier this season before that Toledo loss and on homecoming. You, yep. you know, you never saw that. Right. 
But those chunk plays are really <laughs> – they really helped them out um, against Kent State for sure. And that was a game they had to win. You know, they couldn't afford the letdown. Like mm-hmm. I put my preview, with how hot they've been, kind of looking looking ahead towards Northern Illinois, the big game on Black Friday here at Kelly Shorts. Mm-hmm. Even Bono said, you know what, last, last year they came in here at Kelly Shorts and they beat us when we were looking ahead to you. I think it was – I think they had Western the week right after that. Yeah, or they just came off a, the Western game, and they were already, yeah. you know, they were still rattled from that. They were looking for Last-second field mm-hmm. goal. And that Kent State was just as bad last year, too. 2-8 mm-hmm. and eight this year. It's a road game. It's in the middle of the week. You know, coming off two emotional wins at Western and at Eastern. You couldn't afford that. So Yeah. But um, <laughs> other than that, they move on to NIU next week on Black Friday, like you said. Uh, time is yet to be announced. Uh, they're on ESPNU. <laughs> So you'll be able to watch them on uh, national TV again. This is another non, non Saturday game, of course. <laughs> uh, it's on Friday, Black Friday. So if you're not shopping, you can definitely turn on the TV, ESPN. You there you go. Um, it's also going to be um, on Watch ESPN, so you guys can check that out. Um, it is at home, so if you're still in Mount Pleasant, of course you can go uh, watch the game. Moving on, uh, we got men's and women's basketball. They both played this weekend. Men's basketball, they played Michigan. And traveled to, mm-hmm. to yep. the Chrysler Center. Uh, they stick. They they stuck in it for the first half. I mean, they were down. Uh, I think one it was down by break. one at half. They, they led by eight yeah. halfway through the first two. Yeah, it was. I mean, we. Were, I was watching it just with my roommates, and we were just kind of like, "Wow, are they really going to pull this off?" You know, in the first few minutes, they were up, and they were up by far. I mean, they were up by multiple possessions. Um, Michigan ended up closing the gap right before halftime, and then they kind of outlasted the Chippewas. You know, in that second half, but they they stuck in it. It was seventy two to sixty five final Michigan. Um, I was I was surprised by their, you know, by by how well they played, because if they can stick with Michigan like this, that means they'll definitely be able to get some some wins during the MAC. And, and, and Keno even said that afterward. Yeah, he's like, we, he's like, sure. we can win any game in the season now. We now realize that. I think it's clear they're not the sixth best team in the MAC West. They're a little better than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think people sure. maybe overstating the losses of Keenan raising a little bit because while those guys are great mm-hmm. offensively, we said this numerous times. They were also liabilities on defense. Yep. His defense is much better this year. Oh, and Sean Roundtree is a much. He's very uh, underrated transfer as well. Mm-hmm. He gives you both offense and defense. Something Keen didn't bring. Yeah, exactly. And. Sean Roundtree, just talking about his performance, I mean, he had 21 points, and he kind of kept it in for the, for the Chippewas. He was he 7 for 11, um, 4 for 6. Um, sorry. Yeah, 4 for 6 from 3, yeah. which was that, was that was great shooting. I mean, uh, 21 points he led in Chippewas. Next up was Luke Meyer with 12. Right. Uh, but now I think the biggest difference with this team, which kind of caught me off guard too, is they're playing, like, they're playing team basketball. Okay, yep. it's not like last year when they're just, you know, kind of giving it Given an ISO to either racing or keen, like these guys are playing efficient, like team basketball. They're playing yep. defense. They're getting out in transition. Cecil Williams is kind of like a leader for them out there. He didn't, he didn't have a, a big game against Michigan. He only had six points. He was one for five, but just uh, you know, he hit he hit four three throws. Um, his, his impact out there, you know, you can just see that he's he's one of the leaders. And then Luke Meyer as well. To start yep. that game, Luke Meyer was kind of going off. I mean, he was all over the place. Um, and he said preseason, I talked half. to him, I said, who's the leader on this team now? He said, I am. Yeah. He said, he's stepping up. He started every single game of his career. Now he's a senior. He's mm-hmm. finally, you know, the big dog of the team, and he's he's yep. acting like it. Yeah, he is acting like it for sure. I mean, if he can just get just get that ball in his hands a couple more times, I mean, I'm I'm sure he could he could go for a lot more points than he has in previous seasons. Yeah. Um, I was surprised by Sean Rountree's, his offensive performance, but – uh, now they can bring a lot more to the table defensive wise because Definitely. you know both of their guards aren't five nine, 
uh, that does a lot for you, even though, <laughs> you know, even though they were so good on on offense. Yeah. Oh, they probably would have combined for like 45 points in that game, but oh, they would have allowed far. like 50 between the two of them. <laughs> right. Muhammad Ali Abdul Rahman would have scored 30 alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it was a competitive game to watch, especially in the first half. I mean, it was it was back and forth. Um, in the second half, they kind of Michigan kind of pulled away and ended up keeping their lead. But other than that, I mean, I was surprised by this result for sure. They they lost by what seven? So <laughs> if they can lose by seven to Michigan, um, they can for sure take a few games in the MAC. Yep. I don't think they're gonna. Well, after this game, if I if you had to ask me where they're gonna place on the MAC at the end of the year. I would definitely, I would not say last in the in the West. So no, I wouldn't say first. I'd say probably middle of the pack. Yeah, I'd say middle of the pack for sure. Maybe like fourth, what if, fifth. What if they surprise people? What if they win the MAC this year? <laughs> that would, would that be not be the greatest upset ever? I mean, just the turnaround <laughs> from last year, like the the whole like offensive system has turned around. Like they're yeah. playing team basketball, and I think they needed that. Yeah, and because if one of those guys had an off game, you know, Marcus or Braylon, they and, either yeah, one they of them would be good every game. But if one of them was off, yeah. they have no other guys that step up. Who was it? Yeah. Kaczynski, Meyer, DeLeo. None of those guys were ready to step mm-hmm. up. Yeah, but now they're all spreading the ball around. You don't have to rely on one to two guys every night. Yeah. And your defense is a lot better for it, too. Right, and this should be excited for the future, too, because that, like, well, Sean, Roundtree is going to be here for another year. Yeah. And then uh, <clears throat> DeLeo and McKay are both that leading that sophomore class. Dynamic class. sophomores, yeah. Yeah, sophomore class is going to be some of the freshmen too, like Matt Beachler. He looks pretty yeah. good. Yeah, he, he was playing meaningful minutes. He had a couple threes. I'm pretty sure. I know he at least hit one. I thought he had a. I thought he had another one yeah, too. Yeah, no, he was playing good minutes <clears> though <throat> against Michigan, which is yeah. surprising. And another the other for, transfer, for Gavin Peppers. He has another year after this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he a was big athletic good out guy. There. Um, you know, they're letting him handle the ball every once in a while when Roundtree was out. But he can he can shoot the three for sure. I mean, yep. he he kind of reminds me of like a racing almost a little bit. You know, just the way he shoots and the you know his demeanor out there. Yep. He he he's a serious guy out there while he's out there. So definitely. Um, moving on, women's basketball. They got well. Sue Guevara, head coach, got got her 300th career win, which is just unbelievable. They beat a Power Five conference team in Vanderbilt. Yeah. Uh, they beat them pretty handily, mm-hmm. 92 to 75. Whoo. <laughs> SEC. Yeah. SEC. <laughs> right. Uh, 92 to 75. They topped Vanderbilt. That was uh, last night in McGurk Arena. So I guess that was. That was a great game to be at. Cassie Breen, she scored, she scored 31 points. I mean, I did not expect that out of her. She was always the one standing in the corner, you know, sharpshooting. Yeah, yeah. It's but not I mostly guess. Hudson and Moore. Yeah, They're supposed to be the stars in this team. Normally it's Hudson and Moore. So if your third option in this team can score 30 on an SEC team, yeah. you, that tells you you have a pretty damn deep roster. <laughs> right. Like, she, yeah, I think she, well, she started last year, and then now she's just really taken off this year. Yeah. Uh, she's a, an amazing shooter. Uh, you know, men's basketball would love to have a shooter like that on their team. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> just knocked down. I mean, yeah. it was unbelievable. Um, they they lost to Purdue, Purdue on the tenth, which some of us thought that you know that might be Guevara's three hundredth win. Um, Purdue they were in the NCAA you know women's basketball tournament last year and they were doing well. Um, anyway, they lost by ten to Purdue. Purdue's you know obviously normally they're ranked um, in the country. They're a big school, big program. Yep. Anyway, they 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 got their win against Vanderbilt. They're one on one this season, and it's looking it's looking good. I mean, they played Purdue at home, so they're doing a they did a home and home, I guess, with Purdue. They traveled to Purdue last year, um, so they might not be able to get a big opponent like that uh, next year, but we'll see. Right. Um, then over over Thanksgiving break, they they have a 
traveling to the Bahamas for for a little tournament with San Diego State, Iowa State, and Tulane. Um, that's pretty interesting. I would love to go to the Bahamas. What about you? Oh yeah. What about you? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Right over. Got to get the passport ready. There you go. Um, so that'll be exciting for them. Uh, there's only w- the first game is scheduled for the for the tournament is at five fifteen on the twenty fourth, um, and then on the seventeenth they also have one more home game against Charleston at twelve p.m. in in McGurk Arena. So you'll be able to check them out one more time. Um, that win against Vanderbilt, it really kind of that was we saw the the team that we expected to see. You know, yeah. I, I was pretty sure going into this game that we, that they would be able to beat Vanderbilt. I didn't know that they were going to beat them, you know, as well as they did by like what seventeen. But they they really kind of blew them out, and it was an unbelievable performance from yep. Cassie Breen. Thirty points. <clears throat> I mean, that's a that's a <clears throat> third of the team scoring. Like <laughs> I know that's incredible. If you put More it in context, that, yeah. like, that's like. Just yeah. unbelievable. It is. It really you know, is. Like that that team is just. And this just team great. just looked great. I mean, they should have beat Purdue. And Purdue's they a team have. that Purdue's a team that was almost preseason ranked. They went twenty and thirteen last year in the Big Ten. Yeah, and they were up. They, they were, were up, up in the first half. And they, they almost up, got like know, they almost had too big of a lead. They were playing too well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got, it's almost like they tried too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they definitely look good for sure. I mean, Tinara Moore, she's getting tons of blocks again. I mean, just I just saw a couple highlights of this Vanderbilt game. And she was just all over the place, yep. like she should be. Um, she's a senior this year. I wouldn't be surprised if she makes All-Mac again, uh, along with Presley Hudson. Maybe Cassie Breen, too. Yeah. I mean, hey, All-Mac pre- this year is just going to be— It's going to be all CMU. It's going to be Chippewas through so and it'll through. It'll be the whole roster. Just the whole the whole six-man everything. There you go. Yep. Um, so they're 1-1 this season. And then men's basketball as well. They're 1-1 this season. Both of those games— well, for women's basketball, um, 15, 16, well, no, sorry, 17-point win um, for men's basketball. They had a they had a good outing against Michigan. However, they couldn't come out on top. Impressive couple of games, though, I would say. Even though they did lose, I mean, men's basketball definitely stuck in it. Oh, yeah. but um, Both teams th- have looked good so far. Yeah, against oh. tough competition. I mean, they're not going to face teams like this in the MAC. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, they're not going to. All the teams in the MAC. I mean, for women's basketball, they're probably the best team in the MAC. So they'll they'll be facing teams that are either less talented, um, or maybe just as talented. I mean, maybe in the East there might be somebody, but definitely in the West, everybody's less talented than oh, yeah. than the chip was for women's basketball this yep. year. Men's basketball, they're kind of going to be underdogs when. When uh, Mac play starts, because nobody's really expecting them. Like like you said, they they were picked to finish last in the in the Mac West. So we'll see what happens for them too. But um, that's all we got for you this week from Maroon and Bold. Uh, we'll catch you catch you back next week. Um, Colin, anything to add before we're done? Fire up chips. Mm-hmm.